This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of the Royal Blue Podcast. It's not uh, one we're particularly uh, looking forward to, but obviously it's huge news um, today with Everton being hit by uh, a new um, PSR charge from the Premier League. I'm your host, Chris Beasley, joined by the Echoes Everton correspondent, Joe Thomas, and our regular guest, uh, Gavin Buckland. Joe, go straight into it. Um, Like I said, second charge for Everton uh, this season alone. Well, second charge in consecutive years, essentially, Mm. isn't it? So this obviously relates to the financial year that ended in the summer of 2023. So that's last summer, Mm -hmm. 12 months before that, and they are rolled into the years before then. So the 2022 financial year and the two years before that, which were amalgamated because of COVID. So essentially it's a rolling three-year period, and Mm -hmm. this contains four-year periods. And basically it sounds like what Everton have admitted to the Premier League, because if you look at the Premier League statement, and probably it's important to say the Premier League say Everton have confirmed that they've breached PSR rules. So what that means is that Everton must have a cumulative loss of more than £105 million over that rolling period. As a result of that, the Premier League, despite obviously you know, we've already had one hearing and the 10-point punishment for a, a large section of those years... Mm. Despite whatever mitigation you take for that, the Premier League is concerned enough by what Everton did in the last 12 months, the new 12 months, uh, to hit it with another breach. And, you know, we're now in the process of wondering when that's going to be It'll take place this season, the hearing over that. But the appeal will come first. I think yeah. it, it obviously makes sense. And this will be Nottingham Forest have also been charged. But I think it's clear that neither Forest nor Everton's case can really take place before Everton's appeal against its previous judgment can be heard and just to stress for anybody listening obviously Everton are appealing that case they're not appealing the verdict and saying that they're innocent what they are doing is they're appealing based on two elements one is they're saying that the sanction the 10 points was disproportionate and they're asking for a reduction in that and two they're saying that the initial independent commission didn't take its mitigation with enough weight so things like the impact of Russia's invasion of Ukraine covid and other bits and pieces uh they're saying that and obviously the, the stadium and stadium uh, interest on stadium loans and things like that they're saying not enough weight was afforded to those arguments in evidence case so what they're saying is they're going to the appeal saying relook at these things no new evidence can be submitted can another set of people have a look at these perhaps be more favourable to Everton. And then what they are hoping is, one, that they'll find a little bit in Everton's favour and they might get some leeway in that. And two, that the findings of the appeal will then influence the second case. And their dream scenario is that essentially the second case is made irrelevant because they win, they have so much success in the first case. Yeah. That might be a little bit ambitious, but what they might, yeah. what they're probably essentially hoping is that they make headway in the appeal and that, lessens um, the the severity of the allegations against the second bit. So yeah. that's where we are. Not a great look, though, is it, now? No, my head hurts. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've said before we came on, on air, I'm, I'm amazed to think. I know, you know, Joe, you've written pieces throughout the season saying that we'd be close to the, you know, probably close to the, turn close to the wind on this. But my, my thoughts on this is because I don't want to bore everybody with this, because it's the rolling in three year. Um, calculation. Once you get a new year, you lose the latest, you know, the, 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 the oldest year. And that was too. So, in this calculation, what we've lost compared to the previous one is 2018 19, mm-hmm. a year, which I think we lost £150 million yeah. in one year. There was no COVID then or anything. And we've lost that calculation, that, 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 you know, we've lost that, that figure. 
So, and I thought, well, based on the mood music and we were improving financially, that, you know, that we'd be okay because we, the new, the latest year, 2023, is not going to be as bad as 2018 19. But oh, quite obviously, it has been there or thereabouts if he's admitted to another another breach of just, the 105 uh, if million. If I can just jump yeah. in, Gav. So, so Everton's position on this, or my understanding of Everton's yeah. position on this, is essentially that when they submitted their accounts uh, at the end of last year for this period, obviously it, the Premier League statement says that they admitted that they've breached the rules. They don't necessarily believe that they have breached the rules. Where their argument with the Premier League is over the, the first in the first appeal is that they still dispute some of the ways in which the Premier League is calculating its figures. So some of the ways in which it's calculated the overspend for that we've had the 10-point deduction over, the Premier Everton still dispute that, but they say they've had to submit the new accounts on the basis of these new oh, Absolutely, so, yeah, no, I got, yeah, got all that. So what we're saying is, is regardless of like allowances and stuff like this, is we lost 115 million in 2018-19. So for us to for us to breach again, mm. we would have lost a hell of a lot of money, more money than what we lost in the previous year. We lost 44 million, I think, was 21-22. We would have lost a hell of a lot more money than what we did in 21-22, which I find strange. I know we bought some new players, but you know, we cut the wage bill and and so on. So we sold Anthony Gordon, yeah. and um, that should have given us a bit of leeway. So I'm I'm. I'm amazed really that we've we've got to this this um this position. Yeah. But there's obviously other stuff going on in there, isn't it? Mm. You know, for all to say that, what we've lost this year compared to the previous one, if we've lost the the, the USM sponsorship. Yeah. So that is a data. I don't get the tw- the the one about the stadium that they use mitigation, but there's mitigation there that mm-hmm. we've lost what, twenty odd million? So there's Finch Farm and, and all that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, well, there's that also one. the £200 million naming rights yeah. deal that they said are on the cusp of signing. Well, but they provided no evidence that's the, the, no. the board. No. That was the thing, wasn't it? You know, no evidence that, but it's re- in the in the leases, there'll be a hole in our accounts because of Ukraine, which is far easier to argue, isn't it, really? So there's that. But I'm just, in terms of, like, we, we know that being, you know, we've been operating on a tighter financial budget. I'm amazed that we've had a really, you know, without seeing the figures, a really, really bad year in, in 22-23. And that's what that's what surprises me. I know we bought, mm. we did buy some players in the summer, but um, from a purely mathematical sense, I'm, I'm really surprised that we're in this position. Yeah, I mean, the club point, don't they, Joe? Um so the, the fact that their that their net spend is much lower now. Obviously, these figures aren't out in the public domain yet. Anyway, for Everton's financial year 22-23. Um, but um, obviously, that was the summer that um, Frank Lampard was there made his purchases. But then, as we've mentioned already, it was the the sale of Anthony Gordon in, in the January transfer window. I believe on the uh, Brighton and Old Albion, who sold Moses Casado for 115 million, and, and Luton Town got a, a smaller net spend. So it's a bit of a, a, a tough corner to find yourself in. Yeah, it is. Just just to kind of wrap up the point that you interrupted, mm. Gavin. Sorry for on that. Well, I think the point I was trying to make and didn't make very succinctly is the Premier League, in the Premier League's terminology, Evan confirmed it breached PSR. But I think we have to be wary and make clear that doesn't that's not an admission of guilt. No, 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 absolutely. That's more for people that are listening. I'm just talking about a mathematical so, yeah. exercise so, here. Yeah. So absolutely. I think that um, you know, clearly there's a lot going on behind the scenes that, that we don't know about, and that isn't necessarily a dig at Everton. It's more in terms of there are a lot of grey areas about how things are worked out. You know, we've we've lost a huge year of losses from the accounting period. 
what we probably don't know from that accounting period is that £150 million loss. Maybe it was that a significant amount of that could be claimed back under the addback system. Maybe a big chunk of it was. There was nothing. There was, that was only you could only claim about fifteen million for that. So that'd be the normal like uh, women's football team academy. There was nothing, no COVID or something. Something and there wouldn't be sure. very little. Um, I just think, just I'm just surprised, really. Um, how about the position? Because it, it would imply that we've had a far worse financial year in 22-23 than 21-22. Yeah. You know, that, that's what I take from this. Yeah. And I'm just trying to, in my own head, trying to, trying to work it out. Yeah. I mean, the, one, the other thing as well is that probably has not helped us is we've got a lot more, lot more dare I say, as we all know from the Commission, incest bearing loans that we've got. So the incest on them, high incest rates will come into it. But, you know, this is the frustrating thing about this whole exercise is you know, people have got to go out and write stuff and, and make analyse all this, but nobody's got any numbers to work with. No, yeah, neither the club you know, or the Premier League give you know, any details on we this, can't, we don't can, know. And, and, and as supporters, and we all are supporters, aren't we? Well, we need to know that, don't we? Mm, it's, yeah. our, it's our club. You know, I don't know whether, like, what the, you know, everyone will argue about we can't really publish the accounts yet because I think it's the end of February is the final. It's got to be the company's house. But at least give some indication there without to us I'm not criticising Evan there it's more on the Premier League really mm-hmm. to, to give us some well what's the calculation you know underpinning all this because otherwise we're just we're just just it's hypothetical exercise isn't it I'm talking about all stuff we can and can't count you're talking about stuff that may may come into it mm-hmm. but we don't really know do we we've got yeah. an idea in our head but we, we, we can't really quantify can we because so much of it goes on the calculations are done behind the scenes on the rules yeah. that we don't really understand with figures that we don't have available. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's all well and good point at net spend, and that's something that the club is very eager for us to do. But clearly there must be, you know, it's not all is not as it seems. Because from what we can see publicly, like what you say, Gav, you know, it's hard to have imagined Evan getting into this position again. Now, you know, one of the things I've written is if, if you look in the depths of the, of, of the case notes from October, the Premier League give a pretty clear indications to what they thought about Evans transfer spend so Evans say their net spend is positive you look over their transfer windows over recent years and they say it's you know evidence of a newfound financial maturity and restraint and things like that and we know that they brought in big transfer fees we know they've hardly spent any money we know that they've lost big wages from the books trend that's continuing and likely to carry on continuing this window and and and, and in the summer probably as well regardless as to to whether or not 777 come in but when you look at it all like the Premier League were trying to argue, Everton were trying to argue that positive trend in terms of transfer spending, that continues into 2023. That's in the in the, in the commission. Premier League say, no, it doesn't. And they pointed out summer spending of, of a Frank Lampard. Yeah, the, the signings of the likes of Amadou Inanna, James Garner, Dwight McNeil, all on, on permanent, Neil Mopay, permanent deals that they paid money up front for loans for Conor Cody, Ruben Vinagra. You know, obviously they got Adrissa Gay on in. They got yeah, um, James Tarkovsky in. I guess what we don't know is the the the, the precise makeup of what were payments up front, what were deferred payments, how those unfolded. I, I guess you know. Yeah, they'd be amortized. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know what. So we never deals were, no, no. We never know what was paid so up front. And if them like transfer that. deals were eighty million pounds in total, and we're all back, I'm approximately mm. all on four year contracts, we'd have twenty million quid. That we'd have to add as amortization yeah. for that that year. Mm. But we sold Anthony Gordon for 40. Yeah. And yeah. um this is where this is where I'm, I'm trying to reconcile it because there's, there's other stuff going on, as I say, we've lost the USM income. Mm. 
for a bit, 22, 23. Um, but then again, at the same time, we got extra money from the overseas TV rights went up in 22, 23. So we probably got an extra 10 or 15 mm. million for them. So that sort of balances each other out. Um, also be be at the Frank Lampard, his departure and his team. Yeah, yeah. But Benitez was in the year before, mm. you know, so there's some yeah. similarities yeah. in the in the financial years. And I'm, I'm just trying to get my head around it. I, there will definitely be more interest on loans as well. Um, but the frustrating thing for me, and I think if I was ever now looking at this, is we went to the... And I spoke about this around about the first commission. We went in March 2022. We said, this is what... When we said we we're going to be in breach... Um, and people think this is the second second consecutive year in a bre- breach or whatever you call it. It's actually the third year because we obviously breached in 2021 and were let off by the Premier League. Is we went to the Premier League in March 22 and said that we 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 think we're going to be in breach, but these are mitigating factors, which is all the stuff that's in the Commission report, the in the um, the Ukraine, you know, all the stadium and all this type of stuff. And the Premier League took nine months to get back to us on that. Yeah. Now. We probably thought, rightly or wrongly, that we were okay. And we bought those players in the summer of 2022 on the basis that we think we're okay. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yeah. I know we could be argued that we could have gone back to the Premier League and said, can you ratify this? But if we'd have known prior to then that actually we're not accepting mitigating factors, you're in breach... Would we have spent, you know, and 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 dealt with us in a timely manner? Would we have spent money on those players? All that money, probably not. So some of it, I think that some of this, you know, I think will come out is the Premier League's failure to act timely mm. with our submissions to them over like this is where we are at the moment, and sit on them for effectively nine months. I think has probably been harmful to us, but it's not necessarily all our fault. Yeah, well, that summer of spending is a really interesting word because it's yeah. clear that the Premier League believed that Everton behaved recklessly yeah. that summer and spending under Frank Lampard. It's clear that the Pre- it's clear that Everton thought they were acting within their limits and feel they're being unfairly targeted. I guess probably the big question that we don't know the answer to right now, and if we're being perfectly honest, we're probably not going to answer, get the answer to publicly for, for quite some time, is this, and that is, have Everton been charged with continuing the same mistakes that they've already been punished by? Is there a continuation of those mistakes into another year? And in which case, you've got Gav's point. Yeah. Were those mistakes made, in, were those innocent mistakes made through perhaps a misunderstanding of, of the application of the rules? And they didn't know about, they didn't know they were mistakes until the commission heard in, in October, in which case is actually the issue here, not what Everton were doing, but the failure of the Premier League to intervene earlier. Yeah. Or is this allegation based on a new breach, something completely separate that yeah. we don't publicly know about? And that makes it very difficult from our point of view because it's very difficult to either leap to the club's defence, you know, or necessarily... Or, or similarly back up the Premier League's position because the one thing that I think is evident from all of this is, you know, there's a lot of expertise in this room, there's a lot of expertise within the Everton fan base and, you know, the opinions that are, the, the variance and the contrast of a huge contrasting in opinions from within the fan base, it, you know, shows how, how much disarray there is. And, and, and the situation that we're in at the minute just means that, you know, we, we just can't work it out, can we? we yeah. there, there, are, there are too many unknowns that we... Yeah are going to find out until this case is heard, are we? So, yeah. And that puts us all in a very difficult situation when yeah. we're trying to work out 
what position to take it. Absolutely. And, and I think Joe's right. I mean, this was the piece, John Snowcroft did the piece in the Sunday Times on this, didn't mm. he, about how some of our behaviour in 22-23 actually influenced the commission in their decision. And I, I pointed out afterwards that, you know, we bought all these players in, in the summer of 2022. And then Denise, Denise Baxter went to the Premier League and did the PowerPoint presentation saying, these are the mitigating factors of why we, you know, we're not in breach, you know, and like, you know, you know we need all these deductions from our accounts. Haven't just spent £80 million on players. And those two things don't sit sit together, do they? And I think some of, you know, some of our behaviour has been contrary within that. But I think some of it is definitely when you read the Commission's report and said this at the time is the f- Premier League's failure to act, and you got it right there, a timely manner to our our request to them mm-hmm. as was harmed us in 22, 23, definitely. And, you know, they got back to us. They gave a decision to us in December 22. We're not going to allow all these factors, you know, like the Ukraine and all this type of stuff. Not, not an, an official document, a telephone call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, how unprofessional. <laughs> Is that as an organisation where there's actually no documentary evidence from the Premier League or the PA to say, we're not allowing these mitigating factors, X, Y, and Z, and this is why we've made the telephone call. Yeah. Well, and, and that's and that's not me, you know, that's not, you know, this was Abed. That is actually in the yeah. Commission's yeah. report, yeah. you know, and, and some of this has informed our, our behaviour in 22, 23. Well, you know, you can understand that we don't really, as a club, we don't really know what's going on here, do we? Officially, we'll so, bell you, we'll you're in. We'll, yeah, we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and and, and so yeah, I think, in, although the club is talking yeah. about like you know that there's some of this is a, a continuation from mm. the last commission, there's a lot of new stuff happened in 22, 23. To me, that makes it a not a completely new case, but there's a lot more stuff there that I think that ever can use far more favourably as mitigating actions mm. like the Ukraine, the loss of the USM money, all that type of stuff, the Premier League's behaviour, that's what I'm that I think is a more favourable, look look at it in a more favourable light. Having said that, Joe, spot on, you don't know whether there's all this stuff here. Well, we don't, it, we don't know think, what conversations have had. I think one of the things that's, again, there's, there's concern from the club within this, and, you know, it's something that I think we're all alive to the prospect of is the the period for the new breach, alleged breach, and the period for the old one, they you know, several years overlap. Yeah. And you know, there's a danger there. You would think of double jeopardy effectively being punished for the same, for the same wrongdoing and the same mistakes over the same period twice. I think my position on that is that it's such an obvious complaint of an Everton from from those of an Everton persuasion that surely the Premier League would have countenance against that. Like I. I can't for one second imagine. And well, look, I, I, you know, I don't think Everton have been run very well over recent years. You know, I've written that. Obviously, this yeah. was more at the head back in the you know of latter year, twelve months ago, and for the months after it. You know, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not sitting here, and in fact, I don't think the fan base sort of think anyone sitting there saying that Everton is a club that's been run particularly well. But I, I also don't think this is a, prem, a process that's been handled particularly well by the Premier League no. either. And trying to find a way to like navigate between those two positions is 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 just ever so difficult. Yeah, I on Joe's last point there about the Premier League, that was the one thing in the commission thing said at the time. I may apply in twenty two, twenty three. Is a line in the two statements where Everton go to the Premier League and the Premier League 
rubber, you know, rubber stamp our transfers whilst at the same time telling us it's if you overspend, it's all your it's all your risk. Well, what, what what's the space I in between? One thing that I think we probably yeah. have to bear in mind what is, is for, for a long time the club narrative has been that it's been transparent and in an open dialogue with the Premier League. Yeah, and I think that we've taken that at face value. It may well be that the club has believed that to be the case. But when you look at everything that's happened in relation to this new allegation and the last one, it's clear that there must have been some sort of breakdown and communicate or misunderstanding. The, the, the two yeah. organisations were, were clearly coming at this from different... They, they have different interpretations of the same conversations, don't they? But you know what I mean? It's like the, the mixed messages the mm. Premier League's given out there. Yeah, it's OK to buy by player X. Or oh, by the way, if you overspend, it's all, all your fault. Well... Why do we have to go to you know get permission off you? Then should you should just leave us? And what are the conversations? There must what were the conversations in between those two two things? And that that's the that's the thing that mystifies me. Yeah, yeah ever not to blame, but I think this whole process. This is there's one point I did did agree with Andy Byrne on. The Premier League sort of the, the you know the governance around it has not been the best. And I think the Premier League said this, because it's the first case, you probably expect that. It will be defined, I suppose. But we've been victim of that, I think, a little bit. Albeit, we've, let's say, we've we dug a massive hole for ourselves, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, interesting, uh, Gav mentions Andy Burnham. You mentioned double jeopardy, Joe. While I've been on air, actually, live, um, Liverpool um, City Region Metro Mayor Steve Rotham, who was also with Andy Burnham at that uh, meeting, the Everton FAB meeting that you and I both attended yesterday, covered that for the Echo. He's actually tweeted while we, we, we've um, we've been on air, and he writes, uh, the Premier League's announcement today means that Everton Football Club potentially face being penalised twice within the same season for alleged breaches covering the same period. In short, the club is facing double jeopardy. Yeah, I, I think that... <laughs> I think that that's an obvious point to make, mm -hmm. and I think it's you know it, it, it from where we currently are, it's one that we will have to be alive to, and and you know when we get more details around this, you know if there does appear to be a case of double jeopardy, we have to shout from the rooftops and say that's wrong, and we have to hope that those that are speaking on the club's behalf are willing to continue mm -hmm. to do that. But what I would countenance against is making assumptions over what the Premier League's case is against Everton because you know. There is a natural instinct to go double jeopardy, mm -hmm. but there is a fresh 12 months period here. There is the potential for something new to have happened. And like I said a few minutes ago, whilst the Premier League, I don't think, have handled this, these, this case or this process particularly well, surely the allegation that they're hitting Everton, they're punishing Everton twice for the same misdemeanors over the same period is so obvious surely that can't be part of their allegation against Everton now. Surely it's fresh stuff because, yeah. you know, you would think that they would only come to this if they believed that their case was watertight. And if the vast majority of it is the same arguments that we've already had for the same period and the same spending, we'd like to think that any serious team operating on behalf of Everton in this commission would blow it out of the water. Well, that'd be one of the missing factors, wouldn't it? We'd be yeah. punished once for this. And obviously... If you this is pretty what the appeal is going to say. And, you know, so therefore, we're not going to have 10 points. And this, this, in a strange way, this is where the Premier League's little bit of opaque rule, it's up to the commission to decide mm. what's it, what, you know, on a punishment. This is where it actually helps us rather than the formula, doesn't it? Because the commission can say, Cardi, well, actually, we give you 10 points last time, but as, you know, we're not going to give you 10 points again, we'll give you three. Mm. 
yeah. you know, for the, the last season. Possible. I'm only, I'm only saying, so I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't expect another 10, hopefully. But the, the other issue for here, which is the other thing, isn't it? It's a double whammy. It's a double jeopardy there. And also, it's two commissions in the same season. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, from virtually not at the start of the season, midway through the season. That's well, the other thing. Essentially, it? free when you think that a new panel will hear the appeal against yeah, the first commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so, I think I, there are about fifteen people on that panel that the commission yeah. can choose from. Well, I think nine of them will have been involved in Evans' cases. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah there will be a case who's not represented Evan at some point. And it could be four if you go to another appeal thing. The other thing as well, it's worth points out. People talk about it's the Premier League rules. Well, it is, but it isn't because all votes are for by the clubs, aren't they? Yeah, that's the thing. The clubs, the, all this yeah. thing about you know the the three year cycle, the you know changing the rules this year, so you're charged in yeah, that the clubs vote on that. Mm. The, the problem you've got is for most clubs, eighty percent of clubs in the Premier League, profit and sustainability is not an issue. Yeah, you know it's 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 yeah. it's clubs like us that who are problematical, aren't they? So when people say it's Premier League rules, they are. But they're voted by the clubs and the clubs are the stakeholders at the end of the day. It's not the Premier League making it up. Yeah. Swear to me, in the last five minutes now, we've had a couple of um, comments, questions coming through from um, listeners and viewers. So I'm glad to um, have that. So I'll put this one to you, um, Joe. Um, Two Wheel Lucas on YouTube says, Do you think the club should give a statement to reassure fans? Well, they have in a way, haven't they? Yeah, they have. They, they, they've said that they're going to defend their position. The club's position is very clear. They. They their priority. They consider their priority to be the appeal because they think that their solution to the problems caused by the second judge could be dealt with in that appeal process. So they're going to go to the appeal whenever that will be. That will be heard first before the new judge. They're going to make essentially make the same arguments again and hope that a new a new panel basically are more favourable towards one the interpretation to some of these legal and technical complexities. And they're hoping that if they make headway there, that will therefore either bring them into compliance under the new yeah, under the new year, so therefore there's no breach and no case, or at least make their arguments a lot stronger in that new case, which might then make any sanction far less severe. So Yeah. Another one from YouTube, Liam Dunn. He says, um, if one breach can roll over into a second year on a three year period, what's to stop this being pointed at as again next January? Yeah, well, I mean, that's it. I mean, one of the things that conversations have had with the, the Premier League over recent months and it's established that there's no protection in place that haven't already been done. So you can be done in consecutive years. So, you know, obviously that is what's happening now. And I don't see, in principle, in principle, I, I don't see anything there to prevent everything from being done again next year. The only thing I probably say is, again, I think the rules... I suppose we don't know the full details of this, but there is a slight change in rules expected this summer. And then, you know, at which point do you get done under the old rules, you get under the new rules, and yeah, on a three year old program, yeah, I mean, yeah, and they're very draconian the new rules as well, yeah, yeah, they're far more draconian than the rules we've got at the moment, so uh, because of the UEFA ones, so well, they're going to be based on them, they're probably a bit more draconian, but no, I agree. I mean, I think. This this double jeopardy. It's it, 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 I think you know it feels wrong, doesn't it? Really, and and the twice in the same season just it just feels wrong, that's doesn't it? Really, and that, that's I have a problem with that. But these are the rules signed up by by the clubs. Yeah. Yeah. And PSR isn't a new thing. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, we perhaps look at all this, and a lot of the grey areas exist because of the so much as so much unusual stuff has happened in the last few years covid russia invasion of ukraine and i think they've been going on for the best part of a decade and obviously the club signed up to them so you know at best there's 
I, I think I don't think the club can necessarily argue ignorance or, you know, or even plead naivety to a lot of these issues. Yeah. But clearly, where some of the problems at least come down to is trying to interpret complex legal and technical and financial technicalities within a grey area yeah. caused by the, the the flux and the uncertainty of the economic climate of recent years. And I think also as well, you know, you 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 behaving in twenty two twenty three, you don't know what you should be doing because nothing's been decided on twenty one twenty two until it's all gone. It's all history, this isn't it? Um, it's it's like um, you know, if you get done for speeding, then you slow down, don't you? You don't carry on speed. You know, you know we've got to slow me. You know. Yeah. Sp- car speed down on this if we'd known at 21 22 you're definitely in breach we probably would have changed a little bit in 22 23 didn't we but there was no process in the premier league to decide on anything then was it and i think um i think that's another thing we can argue it's double jeopardy but it's it, it isn't because you didn't know you were guilty in the first place really yeah, i mean one thing you know that is probably important state that underlies all of this is obviously everton don't end up in this position where they're so close to the parameters and they're so at the mercy of the, of the technicalities yeah. and, and things like if they don't spend as recklessly as they did under yeah. the initial years of fighting machine. There's a reason, you know, yeah. you can lose up to £105 million in a three-year period. You know, that that's significant leeway already and there's been significant leeway given for COVID losses as well. So, I mean, Everton have already had a lot of leeway before they got to this in the first place, so... When we went from 300, didn't we, to you know, 220. So you can kind of, of, you know, you, whilst, whilst there's a lot of, whilst we'll be, with the vacuum of information that we have at the moment, it's easy to have sympathy for the club on several angles within this. There also has to be an acceptance that you know, the club has put itself in a position where it is so close and that was in breach of these regulations in the first place. And that was avoidable. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think the... F- I've made this point, but I think it's worth reiterating. I think if the club had their time again, I think going back to the March 22 submission about the mitigating factors that we want to take into account, that they let, they let the Premier League just sit on for nine months. Mm. I think the club, what they should know, that we should, they should have found out then because that would have dictated how they would have spent their money in 22-23. If they'd have found out then, well, actually, we're not, we're not accepting all this stuff I think there would be more prudence in 22, 23, uh, and we wouldn't be in this position financially, you know, in terms of this this other beach. The club will argue, actually, we we not bought some players in the summer of 22, 23. We might have gone down at the end of last season. Yeah. And that, that's the other, the other side of the coin here. So the club's in a very difficult position, isn't it? Yeah. It might be worth breaching if we buy, because these players will keep us up. You know, that that's yeah. that's the type of behaviour, though, that the Premier League is trying to eradicate, aren't they, by giving us a 10-point And arguably, have had success in doing that, because yeah. if you look at it at the other end of the table, what we're now seeing is the likes of Newcastle and Aston Villa saying that they can't spend in this January transfer window to maintain their own ambitions at the yeah. top end of the table because they're worried about PSR, and they perhaps wouldn't have had the same... They would perhaps have been more willing to make the same, you know, judgment call let's risk it and spend money because we might get into the Champions League had they not seen what had happened to Everton. Yeah, and the commissioner will think we've done our job if that's the case. So, you know, it's, yeah. Well, I thought we were all talked out there, but we've got one last, someone just thrown you googly here, uh, Joe, right at the end. Uh, Gareth M on YouTube says, any word on Triple Seven from the Premier League? Have, have they knocked them back? No, no word from the Premier League on that. 777's position essentially on this is they 
built a lot of this into their negotiations with Farhad Mashiri. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously they have, one thing they have had is access to Everton's accounts for a long time um, and an understanding of where Everton's sitting, you know, albeit guided by the club, I should imagine, when it comes to compliance with PSR. But they agreed a deal with Mashiri with the possibility of sanctions looming over Everton at the time. And I think that they're not set to run away because a second set of allegations has been yeah. made against Everton. I think that's factored into their negotiations. I think the, the price that they end up paying is fluid, dependent on the club that they ultimately inherit in its mm. position. Yeah. So, you know, no word on them yet. And, I mean, we're just in this kind of really bizarre situation at the moment where the Premier League is just... And completely, completely controls the future of Everton Football Club. We've got PSR appeal, we've got another PSR breach, and we've got them running the rule over seven 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 potential new owners, haven't we? At the moment, and yeah, the hands are full with Everton at the minute, aren't they? But... Yeah. Well, it's been another day of high drama at Goodison Park. Not not a ball, not a ball kicks. But um, <laughs> thank you, Gavin Buckland, for joining us, and and, and uh, my colleague. Uh, Joe Thomas, we've, uh, we don't know where Everton are up to in the Premier League, so thank goodness we've got the good old FA Cup on the horizon now. And, uh, well, probably one, one yeah. thing just to say, I mean, yeah. like, you know, we, we talk about the important, you know, the powers of be spend so much time talking about how apparently the football fans are at the heart of everything they should do, what make the game beautiful. Well, that's, I mean, this is another example of the chaos this has caused because how can you take the Premier League table seriously for the next four months? You've got Everton that have got one deduction that might be reduced, we don't know. They could have another points deduction. You've got Forest could have a points deduction. What what do Luton and Burnley do right now? Do Luton and Burnley go, you know what? Well, I mean, and Sheffield United, but they've perhaps shown a little bit less fortitude in terms of their ambition to stay in the Premier League. But if you're one of them now, halfway through a January transfer window, do you go, now might be the time to actually spend £20 million on a new striker or a player that might keep us up because... We reckon that we might be, you know, this, this, this situation might be favourable, but then it might get to the end of the season and Evan might have a points deduction reduced. Neither of them might have a points deduction. Yeah, they could be gambling their money based on something that they don't know the future's going to hold. But I mean, how can you look at that table and take it with any you know, serious, take it, take it seriously over the coming months? And I mean, the relegation battle, because obviously Everton and Forest currently are within it. We yeah. know that's with asterisks next to it. I mean, a position could be made even you know, even worse. Could have two asterisks next to it. There could be three asterisks on the Premier League table yeah, you know, yeah. by by the end of it. And and there's just no clarity in sight because if Evans' appeal's got to be heard first, even once you get through that, you've then got two new cases to, to hear. And, yeah. you know, this is... I mean, we're in a position where it is genuinely possible because of the way in which the, the Premier League's backstop date for these prosecutions and their culmination is actually a week after the season concludes yeah. we could have the table changing in, in theory we could have the table changing after the final ball has been kicked like we talk about VAR taking the spontaneity out of the celebrations well imagine you're there on the final day of this last season like we were at Goodison back in May where you think that you've survived on the last day of the season and then five week, you know, five days later yeah. you're what relegated by press release I mean Bit of a mess, isn't it, really? That's Just what we're saying. There you go. Final words of gap. Bit yeah. of a mess, isn't it? <laughs> this has been the Royal Blue Podcast. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.